What's up and welcome into the Around the SEC podcast done by myself, Jack Shanklin, and today I am joined by Will, my brother, my main man today. Pat will not be with us, at least for right now, but he might be joining us later. Not 100% sure on that, but he is currently preoccupied. Uh, We do have a lot of great stuff to talk about this week. Starting off, we got the Big 12 recap with the SEC. We got some proposed NCAA rule changes And what we'll be starting off with is our new power rankings. Who's too high? Who's too low? You tell us, but you got to listen. All right, diving right into it, we have our what I I don't I don't know what week it is uh, for basketball season off the top of my head. Unfortunately, I really should know this, but we have huh? This week's power ranking. This week's power ranking. Let's start. Let's call it that. This week's power rankings, we are going to be going over it just like we did last week, going in an ascending order, so from 14 down to 1, um, or up to 1, uh, however you want to view that. Uh, me and Will, obviously, have not shared each other's power rankings with each other, so uh, we may have some differences, so let's see who's too high, who's too low. Will, I'm going to start off. Um, I'm pretty sure your number 14 should be the same as long as you have a head on your shoulders, my number 14 is going to be Georgia. Um, they had a good win last week. Yeah, their one win was really, really good, but it's still not enough to mask the fact that this team is a steaming pile of doo-doo. And uh, just to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's not looking good. Um, Every, everything must have balance. Georgia's football team wins the national championship. Their basketball team sucks. Yeah, I me and Pat said this uh, like last week, actually. Yeah. Um, I guess, I'm uh, sorry, I thought you had more to say. Well, um, obviously, I, I don't know where Will has them. I know last week they were 14 for me. There's no way that I see them really propelling themselves off this unless they go on a major run. Um, I, I, I agree with you. 14, I don't think there's really another option. This is where... My bottom of the rankings is kind of a little everywhere because I think when you get to the bottom, they're all just kind of in the same realm. Um, I have Missouri at 13. Missouri at 13. I actually have Mizzou at 13 as well. 8-12 and 12 on the year so far, 2-5 and five in conference. Um, actually, they kind of fell down for me last week. I thought they were trending upwards. This week, they kind of proved me wrong. No, Conzo Martin's not working out there. It is what it is. They're just... Not a good basketball team. I expect him to be fired at the, at the end of this year. You know, the funny thing about Georgia is, I don't because Tom Green came in with such high expectations because of what he did at Indiana. I don't know if he's going to be on some sort of hot seat, but I don't know if he's going to get fired at the end of this year. I haven't followed it that closely, but I, that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I think, in, like I said, in my opinion, moving back to Mizzou here, um, in my opinion, I actually, like I said last week, I thought this team was moving up in the world, and uh, they've done nothing but prove me wrong this week, obviously just not having a good week. Um, I, like I said, they had some really good performances, and I think this team has is capable of propelling themselves into the midfield, but I don't necessarily think that right now you're seeing it. Um, now, granted, they did nearly upset Auburn. Hey, that would have, that really would have just that down would have just been a fluke for me. I wouldn't have read too much into it either way. But I mean, yeah, that but that definitely puts them that definitely puts them higher on the list for me. But at eight and twelve, like you're still significantly worse than everybody else. It seems to me. So yeah, 
All right, moving on. Um, we probably we different here at twelve. I have Ole Miss. I have uh, I actually I actually have Vandy. I figured it. See, all right, so I have Vandy at eleven. The reason I have Vanderbilt at eleven is Scotty Pippen Jr. I think he's a really good player. I don't think Ole Miss has a really good player. They I've I've seen the roster. I can't remember his name. They have one decent player, but I think Scotty Pippen outweighs him. They have a slightly better record, a better record in conference. That's why I'm going Vanderbilt over Ole Miss. Um, me personally, I am taking Ole Miss because I actually think Scottie Pippen, is, while he's a he's a key player, I don't think he's doing that well. Um, he's not doing like obviously he's an incredibly talented player, but I don't think that's enough in my opinion to elevate that team because I think the rest really is that bad. Where I think Ole Miss actually again has potential. Um, they did have a very, very good game against a, a very good team. Um, obviously, uh, against Kansas State, they kind of smoked them, which I, which to me is why I put them where they are, just because of how well they played in that game. Yeah, no, I mean, that's understandable. I, I figured, you know, being an Arkansas fan since Vanderbilt smoked y'all, um, I just figured you'd just do to try to make your own team feel better that you'd uplift Vanderbilt. But, hey, you know, that's fine. Anyways, now that that stupidity is over, I have, I'm imagining you have Vandy at 11. So I've got Ole Miss at 11. And like I said, I think Ole Miss, while they don't have a star player per se, I think, I don't like the whole like one player team thing. And I think maybe that's why, personally, I don't really see. Well, no, I don't think, I, I think both of these teams are trash. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they're both garbage. They're both absolutely steaming piles of garbage. If, if I'm looking at who I who I think will win head-to-head. By the way, I just look. They don't play till the last game of the season. Um, I, I'd have to go Vanderbilt there. But, I mean, it's interchangeable. I don't blame you if you go one way or the other. Let's move on to the number 10 spot. I have the South Carolina Gamecocks. I actually have Texas A&M here. Really? See, I think Texas A&M's a pretty good team. I really do. They did lose today. They lost to a good Tennessee team. But, but um, South Carolina, uh, I, I, I don't think they're good. I think Frank Martin's. Uh, I have, actually have an interesting point on them when we, whenever we get to South Carolina, what I think, what's going to go on with Frank Martin, because that will be an interesting thing. But they, I mean, they're sneaky, 13-8, and 4-5 four, four in conference, um, about mid of the pack, which is surprising for the South Carolina team, who was awful the last year and the past two years, really. They've really not been good. And again, they're not great, but, um, you know, they're better than I expected them to be. I mean that's that's a fair enough take. Me personally, I just don't really like. I don't. I think the be, one of the greatest quotes in all sports history, but all one of, also one of the most damning ones. You're only as good as your last game, for me. And I think that's why I put Texas A&M at ten. I, I mean these two are interchangeable. A lot of these are for me. Yeah, no, I agree. When, especially in the bottom half of the SEC, I feel like it's a crapshoot. Even though. I think the cutoff point for me is Texas A&M. I feel like because um, who do you who do you have at nine? I have Florida at nine. So I have South Carolina at nine. So I'm not too far off on you at South Carolina. Um, so I, we we nine, sorry go ahead. I have, I have Florida at nine. Who's actually below South Carolina in the conference rankings just because they haven't played their next game yet, and if they win, they'll be tied. But. Uh, so I had Texas A&M and eight. I'll just go ahead and say that. And I think that's the line. I think the top eight teams of this conference, Auburn to Texas A&M, are really good. And from here, are, are not really good, but they can beat. Oh, just dropped my phone. They 
you any night. I don't think Florida, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Missouri, Georgia can beat you any night. Now, they might get lucky here or there, but I don't think there's enough firepower or coaching on those teams. Hmm. Okay. So, you, who did you say you had at eight again? I have Texas A&M. I, Buzz Peterson has his team played. Don't get me wrong. They're not great. I still think they have steps to take, but their defense is really good, um, which keeps them in games. And I, I think they, again, just like some of the other teams in the nation, when you have good defense, you can win any game. I think, I think okay, here's my thing, though. The Texas A&M has lost four SEC games straight. That's, that's another thing for me. That's fair. I, I, I really didn't know that, but, I mean, that's – I mean, that's – that's fair. Yeah, so moving on South Carolina, for me, at nine, we've already kind of talked about it. They're, they're, on, they're on a three-game win streak. Last week they were in my ten. Um, I've moved them up since then to one or to, to that nine spot. Moving on to my eight. Huh? South Carolina's not on a three-game win streak. They're not? They're not? They lost tonight. That's right. They did play tonight. Okay, so they were on a three-game win streak when I made this. Uh, <laughs> um, well... Now, I still feel I still feel like they fit in at nine for me, but tragic. Yeah, it is what it is. Now, number eight, you may not like this one, but I actually have Mississippi State. No, I mean no, I'm fine with that because I have Mississippi State seven. I think for me they were they did fall a little bit this week. Obviously, last time like, I had them at six. Um, they're fifth in the SEC right now. Huh? They're fifth. They're ranked fifth in the SEC. Yeah, like in the actual standings. You know what? What's kind of crazy is this year you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of like the teams that started the year so well are kind of falling back. So it's making for a very interesting dynamic within the SEC. I, I think Mississippi State again is one of those teams right in the middle of the pack. The SEC they can beat you on any. Night. Oh yeah, now, absolutely. If you're above this team, I think every team above, for me, every team above Mississippi State should beat Mississippi State. And obviously that, that goes to reason because it's power rating. Yeah. But, I mean, I really think if any of those teams play Miss, Mississippi State, they absolutely should beat them, no questions asked. But also wouldn't be surprised if they lost because I feel like this Mississippi State team, you have a slightly bad night and they will come up and beat you. They're, they're at least good enough for that. Yeah. And I really think Halland as a head coach. Like, I agree with what you said. Mississippi State does have the potential to beat you on any given night. Um, me personally, um, I don't necessarily agree with the – they can beat anybody above them because I think there are some teams that are that do start to separate once we get a little bit deeper into this list. Um, my number seven, I'll go ahead and move on there, um, is uh, Florida, actually. So we don't differ too much on Florida. I think, obviously, a little bit more highly of them. Just because they, again, I I do like that they played incredibly well in their Big Ten and Big 12 challenge against Oklahoma State. That was... Oklahoma uh, State, terrible. Well, yeah, but they, they still played well. And they I didn't pick them to win this game, so maybe that's also why. I didn't pick Florida to win this game. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I mean, that's fair. I, I think Florida is not a terrible team. I just don't think that they yeah, yeah. I think they're below average. That's why I have them right in the kind of bad side of the mid-pack of the SEC, right below Texas A&M at nine. Um, I think that's where they belong, and you're wrong as per usual, but like I said. 
Um, all right. Well, I mean, I you know I'll, I'll take my lumps here. I think Florida at seven makes made sense to me. Now, granted, I wasn't really trying to put them anywhere. This is just kind of where they fell. Just kind of on a right, feeling thing. Six. Yeah. I have <laughs> Tigers, which is a surprising LSU Tigers at four, four in the conference, sixteen and five overall. What do you think about that? I've got the them in this. I'm actually right now. They are losing forty-five to thirty-two against Ole Miss. Which is a pretty big loss if they do if they do lose that one. So ugly loss. This team for me. Uh, I'll let you get to who you have at six uh, in a second. I have LSU uh, at six. So I already said that. Extremely inconsistent. I think this team has a lot of potential, and that's why they are as high as uh, they are. They are sixth in the conference, just in general, as far as their actual ranking. But um, I think they have talent. I like. I hate Will Wade, but I like him as a coach. I think he's a good coach. Uh, I think they have potential. But right now, they just haven't been able to find it. 16 and 5 is not bad, right? I mean, I don't know what Joe Lenardi has them in the rankings right now or seeding, but I'm sure it's good. So I think 6 is where they belong. Yeah, that's actually where I have them too. 16 and 5, 4 and 4 in conference. Last week they were 7, so they're still moving up for me. Um, I. They're, I think they're 25 right now. Right? Yeah. I have, I have no idea. Really. I, 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 I heard you say something about that. I want to say they're 25th. Okay, so they are still holding on by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Uh, obviously, now, I do think this LSU team... I mean, this is another LSU team that started really, really hot, but just hasn't been able to capitalize yet. On, on any of it. And I think they are they are going to fall off, and I don't think this is a team that can go far. Or do they're definitely, they've definitely slowed down in the past uh, probably two weeks, and, and they've had some injuries. Now, I'll give the LSU that they've had some injuries with Pinson and I think somebody, one of their other key players. So that has affected them, and uh, I'm definitely giving them a pass for that. But for right now, I think six is where they belong. Uh, is that all you got for number six? That's all I have for number six. Now, I know you're not going to like my number five, unfortunately, so I'm going to let you go first again. Okay, well, I'm assuming you're going to Tennessee. I don't quite have Tennessee at uh, five, even though I don't, I don't fully blame you. I, I have Alabama at five. I, I think Tennessee's a better team than Alabama. Alabama's another team that's been really inconsistent. I know they beat Tennessee, but that was a few weeks ago, and I think Alabama's really gotten worse. They did have the massive win versus Baylor, um, but like I said, they've been inconsistent, and right now they're getting just again, it's Auburn, but they're getting destroyed versus Auburn. At the time that we're recording this, they're getting destroyed versus Auburn. They could come uh, back, but I doubt it. Yes, they could come back, but I don't think they will. It's a solid team. Alabama's a solid team. They're fifth. I have them fifth for a reason. I, I, this SEC is strong, so to be fifth is strong, right? Um, they are seventh in SEC rankings, probably about to go down to a little lower after this loss to Auburn. Um, I think for Alabama, they lack a little bit of leadership. I think they lack uh, knowledge of the game. I was kind of, someone talked about it earlier. They're not as much of a team as they were last year. They're, they're just not as smooth. I don't know how to put it into words. They're just not as smooth. Um, they're still very good. They if they put it all together, they can be really good. I love Javon Quinterly. Oh, my gosh, he's so good. They have some really good players on this team. They're just not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I, mean, I can see it. And I actually – these two were very, very close for me. I actually f- almost put 
Tennessee back at four, which is where I had them last week, and Alabama at five, which is where I had them last week. But the only reason that I didn't is, well, was recency bias. And to be honest with you, I don't take – Auburn is by far the best team in the conference. No spoiler alert here. They're going to be my number one. But oh, yeah. Yeah, So this – losing to Auburn doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, I'm assuming you have Tennessee at four, and I'll just go ahead. No, and I have Tennessee, Tennessee at five. You have Tennessee at five. Yeah. And I assume – yeah, and I only put them at five again because they lost. So recency bias. That's fair. So I'll go ahead and talk about Tennessee because I have them at four. I have uh, Arkansas at three. I'll just go ahead and say that Arkansas at three, Tennessee at four, and I kind of had this at three A, three B. I think these are two equal teams. I think I really don't know a whole lot about Arkansas. I just know that they're pretty good, but you know they're not. I don't think they're great or anything. Uh, for Tennessee. Inconsistency is another one of those things. Tennessee's defense is phenomenal. They will shut you down. And, again, that keeps them in almost every single game unless they can, they're playing Kentucky this year because Kentucky just killed us. Um, but Tennessee's defense is phenomenal. If their offense is having a good night, it's going to be really, really hard to beat this team. They sit at 6-3 and three in the conference, which does put them at third, 15-6 overall. Um the only thing with Tennessee and the only reason I can't put them above Arkansas technically is because I don't think their offense is quite as good as Arkansas's. Uh, It's all going to come down to how good Kennedy Chandler can progress and play because he's the point guard. He is the lifeblood of this team. So Kai Ziegler really is the backup point guard and he's probably the best point guard on the team. And he's, he's really good. Like he's a five, nine freshman, but he's really good. He could be the spark this Tennessee team needs to, go to that next level. Because I think that's what it's missing is uh, Tennessee is missing a player that can get to the basket and create its own play. And if they can find that near the end of the season, it can be a tough team to beat. But I understand having Arkansas and Alabama ahead. I, I don't fully agree with Alabama, but I'm not going to argue that. Um, like I said, it's it's nothing to do with Tennessee being bad. Because I have the utmost respect for it's just like a power ranking is supposed to be, you know, like, okay, well, this is like based on what happened like the last few days, this is what I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to be clear. Like, I'm, I, I have nothing but love for Tennessee here. That's fine. But yeah. Um, anyways, getting back to it. Um, yes, I have Arkansas at three as well. I can't justify putting them any higher than that because they haven't played any any better than Kentucky, who's going to be my number two. Um, I do think that that win over uh, West Virginia was an incredible win for Arkansas, and it definitely sets the tone. I think you're starting to see some uh, leadership by committee for Arkansas, which is good. I think you need that. Arkansas is a team that lacked a lot of leadership at the very beginning of the year, and that's kind of why they started losing games. But I think they've played incredibly well to this point, like since then. And uh, I think they, if they can continue to do that, then I have no doubt that they can finish the season strong, make it a pretty decent tournament run. Tournament run. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't doubt that either. Also, I love y'all's coach. Y'all's coach is really good. Yeah. Must be. But like you mentioned, we have Kentucky at two, and that obviously is Auburn at one. I don't think much needs to be said. I will say, I, I, I couldn't do it because Auburn is just so good. 
but I wanted to put more of like a 1A, 1B for Kentucky. I know they lost a few games earlier on in the season. They're 6-2 and two in conference, but Auburn's 8-0. No. So it's not even really comparable. Auburn's probably going to run away with the SEC. But, man, Kentucky is playing like a Final Four team. You can't tell me any different. They have everything you need, and I'll talk about more of it later when we get to Kentucky. But their team is built so perfectly. They're shooting so well, this Kentucky team. I think it's playing the best in the country right now. That's... I... Uh, I don't agree with you there, honestly. They, I th- they went in to Fog Allen Fieldhouse, number five team in the nation versus Kansas, and pulled their pants down, made a sandwich in their kitchen, and threw the wrapper on the floor. Yes, but I still think if you were to put... if you, So if Auburn plays Kentucky right now, you're saying Auburn wins. Drag out. Auburn did beat Kentucky already, but it was at home. Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> Will is, well, for those of you that can't see, because there's no video version, Will is currently throwing his phone on the ground every chance that he gets. I guess so. Uh, so, uh, I think it would be a knockdown drag out. Like I said, Auburn has beaten Kentucky at their place. They don't have to go to Kentucky, and that's why I think Kentucky really has no chance of winning the SEC short of an Auburn just falling off the side of the earth earth because Kentucky is two games behind in the SEC, but really it's three games because they don't have the head-to-head with Auburn. So at this point with the season kind of starting to come down to an end, uh, you know, I think Auburn's going to pretty much hold on to that number one seed in, in our power rankings the rest of the year. Yeah, it's going to be hard unless Auburn really does fall apart, which I don't see happening because they have a good coach, they have a good team, they're clicking, and to be honest with you, I just don't see them losing very many games. But I don't see them as a uh, – for some reason, I just have that feeling that it's gonna, they're going to be probably like two games in a tournament and be done. No, see, I, because of Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler, um, all the point guards and guards on that team, I think they're built for the tournament. And, and that's what Bruce is really good at is the tournament. I mean, he, he can coach pretty well. He's taken them to a Final Four already, and now he has elite players on – on top of that, with Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to go far, I believe. It would be very disappointing, obviously, obviously for Auburn not to. But that pretty much wraps up our SEC power rankings this week. I think we can take a break and then get in, get into all the team SEC news. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, what we have coming up is, like Will said, team SEC news. Then we, we have, have a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and then obviously we got to get back into those NCAA supposed rule changes that you were telling me so much about. All right, let's get let's let's take a break. All right, thank you for sticking with us through that little break for what we for what were you probably just looking at you know probably just a few seconds for us it was probably a good few minutes I'm not gonna lie those cheeses were really, really good so I do appreciate it. All right, well let's start talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide right now more like a wave pool to be honest with you. Um, oh, that was funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Alabama definitely not doing too great in conference right now, falling a, falling a little bit. Um, but like we said beforehand, they haven't had a. They're they're still going to be a good team, and they did beat number four Baylor, which is obviously super impressive. It was. They played. If Alabama plays like that, I mean, this is, should be an obvious statement. If they play like that, dude. 
they are going to be so good. I mean, that's the team I think everybody expected them to be. That's the team that they can be. They just have to, like I said, they have to find that consistency. Yeah, you're not wrong. And all the other players around him to play like they played there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, and I think, obviously, again, they're losing to Alabama, right? Or not Alabama, Auburn right now. Uh, the score for that, right, as we speak, is 53-42. Um, so, huh? They're coming back a little bit. Yeah, I don't see them winning that game. Um, <laughs> um, like I said, looking, let's just look forward a little bit for Alabama, see what, they, see, see what, see what we think about what's going to happen. Now, I did... Uh, say previously that I did say Alabama was going to lose this game, so props to Alabama for winning it, especially how they did. Um, now, I, <laughs> I do want to uh, obviously say after this loss to Auburn, they do have they don't have much time to uh, to regroup because they do have to or they they do have to get up and go play uh, Kentucky, who, like Will said, is one of the hotter teams in the country right now. So, uh, not a great week for Alabama. First, you're playing Baylor. Then Auburn, then Kentucky, then they get a little bit of a break with Mississippi or uh, with uh, Ole Miss. Sorry. Okay, let's say Mississippi State's not really that much of a break, but uh, yeah, damn, Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky—that's probably up there for one of the three hardest, three hardest game stretches, and uh, um, probably in all the country. It doesn't get much harder than that, right there. Mm, no, <laughs> I mean objectively, it's it's it's. Uh... Hey, and the fact that they got one's impressive, right? You, if you're looking to get into the tournament and if you're looking to get the seeding you want, quad one wins in that fashion speak volumes. Quad one wins are everything, and that's obviously one. They have a chance for to get one tonight. They're still in the game at least, and they have a chance to get one versus Kentucky. Now that Kentucky one looks bleak, but like I said, this Alabama team is capable of beating anybody at any day, and we saw that. Saturday, yeah, Saturday. So yeah, that was the, all. Those games were Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I still think this Alabama team is definitely tournament quality, obviously, but I don't necessarily think that they're going to be. I don't think they they beat Kentucky personally. I think Kentucky's going to walk the floor, uh, walk the dog with them. Um, but hey, I mean that's that's just me personally. No, that's fair. That is all you got for Alabama? That is all I have for Alabama. Should we move on to the Arkansas Razorbacks? Move on to the Razorbacks. Speaking of the Razorbacks, obviously, what a what a, what a season comeback almost to this point. Obviously, um, six-game winning streak, but not just a six-game winning streak, some pretty great games within that streak. Uh, Mizzou, LSU, South Carolina, Texas A&M, Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss, sorry. I'm going to continue to do that for the entire podcast, I think. I don't know why I'm doing that. And then, obviously, West Virginia – um, all pretty pretty easy, not easy I should say, but uh, pretty comfortable wins for these guys. They're three games out of the first in the SEC. Not going to get there even Kentucky's two games out right now. So um, I, I think this Arkansas team is only going to continue to get better. I think that they are, like I said, leadership by, uh, by committee isn't – Six-game winning streak is LSU, who's, like, let's be honest, is not – they're not great. But I will say this. To go on a six-game winning streak at any point in the 
SEC is really impressive because the SEC is getting so competitive that, like I've said, and I said, I'll say it again, you can lose any night. They blew out Missouri. They won LSU handily. I think that was actually pretty close for a while. They destroyed South Carolina, eked it out versus Texas A&M, and then handled Ole Miss. That's impressive, right? I mean, that, that's really impressive. I don't know how good West Virginia is. Uh, let's see. What's their record? West Virginia? Uh, off the top of my head. 13 and 8, so they're very good. Yeah. Um, like Kind of like Will said, um, Arkansas has done well, and I do think their schedule doesn't get too much harder uh, for the remainder of the season right now. You're looking at uh, Georgia, Mississippi State, and then I guess, you you know, it does kind of suck you have to play Auburn right there. But I actually think Arkansas, if you know, if a miracle were to happen, could has the talent to definitely beat Auburn. So Tennessee's uh, – Tennessee, Arkansas has a tough road, um, actually, for the rest of the season because you have Georgia and Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a good team. But after that, you have Auburn or Alabama. You have to go – you have to play Tennessee twice, LSU again, Kentucky again. The only – quote, easy games you have left are Florida, Missouri, and that's pretty much it. You have Florida, Missouri, and Mississippi State, if you count Mississippi State as an easy game, which I would say it's not. Oh, you have Georgia tomorrow, but outside of that, Arkansas closes pretty rough. Yeah. now I mean, I said that because I saw UGA was our next game uh, earlier today while I was at work uh, talking to my buddy Clint. Shout out to Clint. Uh, one of our frequent listener, listeners out there. Um, <laughs> um, we were having a good good chat about it. Um, I, like I said, I think Arkansas has the talent to to, to continue this win streak. I think Auburn's going to be the big test. I don't think – I think Arkansas may struggle a little bit against um, Mississippi State, but I still don't see them like – out in a way, what's the way to put this? I don't see them just getting blown out by uh, Auburn. I think that they'll actually put up a pretty decent fight. I think that may be true. I don't know. Like for whatever that means, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what that says really. I think I think it, it's not going to be like Auburn is the clear number one. You know, this is. I mean, like, we're gonna. Arkansas didn't start the year very strong. Um, they were they were a little bumpy on bumpy in the road. They've gone on the 16 win streak against teams that um, some some of them are above mediocre, but no big teams this week. They played Georgia and Mississippi State, but then we see like what is this Arkansas team really? Have they really come together? Are they really? They're not ranked right now. Do they deserve to be ranked? How do they mm-hmm. play against Auburn? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think this ter- team does deserve to be ranked. No, I mean, I, I agree. I don't to this point. I don't, but. I think they're at least starting to make their case to be considered. And um, if Arkansas really wants to raise their seeding, a win versus Auburn, which is not as important, but you have won, you have to split the series versus Tennessee. I think you have to beat Alabama. Definitely take care of Missouri, Florida, and Georgia, Mississippi State. See, see if you can steal a Kentucky game or see if you can steal an LSU game. I think, Arkansas, I think Arkansas has a much better chance of beating – Auburn than they do Kentucky. I think they match up better with Auburn. Uh, see, I don't know. I don't, I don't think necessarily they match up well either one just because both teams are built so well. But, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Is that all you have for Arkansas or anything else you want to say? Uh, that's all I have for Arkansas. We can move on to Auburn. Uh, not much to say here. Just to kind of be honest with you, Auburn taking care of business against Alabama. Um, actually, Alabama is getting pretty close. It's 49-53, to 53, but I still think um, Auburn should take care of this easy. That game is getting close. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still think this Auburn team is one, obviously, I mean, you, you look at the win streak that they're on. I mean, they're they're twenty and one in college basketball. That just doesn't happen that often, and when it does, it's usually one of those just super special teams. And to be honest with you, coming into this year, I didn't think Auburn was going to be a super special team. Really? See, I, as far as uh, just their their coach Bruce Pearl, it's always going to be special, right? I mean, they were bad last year, but I feel like they're almost like they're almost bad on purpose, you know. Yeah, this isn't the this isn't the NBA. Getting going bad, being bad does not help you. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't think anybody's. I don't think any competitor is going to be bad on purpose. Okay, yeah, I didn't mean that so literally, but you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean Auburn, Auburn's good. Ho hum, you know. Yeah, Auburn, yeah, I think that. I mean, that's really all you can say. They what don't. I mean, you have Jabari Smith, like I said, Walker Kessler. Those guys are ballers. I mean, though, getting Walker Kessler from North Carolina was such a big pickup. Tennessee was trying to get on it. I wish they had been able to change our team so much. But uh, Auburn got him, and you're seeing the benefits of it. Because I think if you have Jabari Smith and the rest of that team, they're good. I don't think they're 21-good. And by, by the way, you know Auburn's one losses to UConn? Yeah, it was a... It was a, it was a like a third, third game of the season or something. Yeah. But uh, and, and an interesting note about the Missouri game too. Uh, Missouri held Jabari Smith for five points. Really now? I mean, because going into the year, Paolo Benchero was pretty much the consensus number one draft pick, and right now, I think he still is projected to be the number one. Jabari Smith is making his claim to be the number one draft pick. You have the one-two there, and a lot of people are saying that Jabari Smith might end up getting that one spot, which would be insane. I mean, that'd be insane. Yeah, um, I mean, I haven't really been paying attention to who's supposed to be the number one draft pick because honestly, in basketball, I just don't care about the NBA that much. Like, I, oh, so, what what's their upcoming games after? Uh, obviously, after the South game. South. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, after this, they have UGA. Um, not it looks like that's the fifth. Then they play Arkansas. Then they play Texas A&M, and then Vandy. So. Yeah. Outside of that, they should just kind of keep rolling and just build their confidence more and more and more. Yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think a little bit of Auburn football news if you want to hear about that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What's you got? Auburn's offensive coordinator. Obviously, you had Mike Bobo. I can't remember if he got fired or took another job. I assume he got fired. That would be my guess because he wasn't that good. But Austin Davis, who was hired from the Seahawks, he, I think he was their quarterback coach, Yeah. left at five days after being hired for personal reasons, a.k.a. Brian Parson is an asshole, or a.k.a. college football isn't for me. One of those two things is true. I'm leaning that Brian Parson is an asshole because that's kind of what you'll hear from literally everybody. So <laughs> he, 
He's leaving back to the NFL. And if you're Brian Parson, you're moving on to your third coordinator in two years. And, and it, this is this. Year? You've only I finished think, one year. Dude, I, I I think it from what I've seen. If you go into Auburn Message Sports, they kind of realize that uh, Brian Parson's a clown. And they just had. They also realize that they can't fire him yet because it hasn't been long enough. I don't think you can fire a coach after the first year. Um, he obviously he tried to leave. Leave. He hasn't made friends with the boosters or anything like that. What a travesty Auburn was in. You know, as I, I just hate to see for him. I really do. I, I really want to pour one out for them. Not. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think bad for Auburn fans at all. I mean, you're stuck with Brian Parson, the lame duck coach, and. Gonna be stuck with him at least one more year. Yep. Well, Will said, couldn't have said it better myself. Anyways, um, now that we're done talking about garbage, I mean uh, Auburn football, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to who do we have next? Yes, the Florida Gators are thirteen and eight after going one and one this week. They lost to Tennessee on the road, but bounced back versus Oklahoma State, who's ten and eleven. So Oklahoma State's not very good, but it's still good for Florida to win that game. Florida missing uh, Colin Castleton has really hurt them in the past few weeks. He's, but I think outside of Tyree Appleby, I think he's the best player on this team. The seven foot center, six eleven, whatever he is. They went up uh, at, at halftime of eight points against. Uh, uh, against I was making sure I was reading the right game, but against Tennessee. But Tennessee just kind of edged them out. Tyree Appleby was on fire along with DeRouge as they both dropped 16 points in. First Oklahoma State, it was a tale of two halves with the Gators. They were actually down 13 and a half, but they scored, they outscored them 49 to 27 the rest of the game. Tyree Appleby, again, I'm telling you, he's their best player outside of Colin Kesselton, had 21 points. So, what, what do you think about Florida? Because I, I don't think Mike White's working out. I think he's, I think, he, I think they need to fire him. That's just my. I think I think he needs to be fired. You're not the only one that shares that sentiment. I think that they are worse than their record. I mean, this is the program that's won, and I could be wrong with Billy Donovan. They've won two national championship that ships. The ex- recently, the expectation should be. I'm not saying it should be national championships, but it should be making the tournament and making a run in the tournament, and they just haven't been able to to do that at all. No, um, they don't really have a sign to hope either. Like, the team's just not very good. <sighs> Sorry, long day. Uh, <laughs> huh? Do that. <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm genuinely interested in what you're saying, too. Um, I don't know, honestly. Like, Florida's just one of those teams that to me that just, I not a basketball school. football school always will be doesn't mean they can't have a good basketball program and they should uh, it will be interesting to see because while Mike White's not a very good coach he's had some decent years here and there he's, I think he can recruit okay um, not to level should be though Florida has Missouri and Ole Miss this week who are both below them in the conference hey doesn't doesn't Florida, I, don't, I don't know if you said this already but doesn't Florida have like some guy that's like having like eye surgery or something like that Maybe, I don't know, I didn't see that, but that is not true. A lot of things I don't see. Uh, this team should be both these teams, Ole Miss and Missouri. This is, they, I will say Florida did already lose Ole Miss once to 
lose to them once in the season. They lost to Ole they didn't, Miss. They season. didn't lose. They got spanked. <laughs> they have them at home this time, so hopefully they, for hopefully for Fuller fans, they get a little revenge. If you lose to Ole Miss again, jeez, it's not that's not a team you need to be losing to. Yeah, agreed. Um, they're going to walk over Mizzou, or they should at least. Um, like I said, this week, again, I just felt like Mizzou had so much potential there last week. I felt like they were about to go on a run. I uh, don't. That was, uh, you, you take it wrong. Missouri's garbage, period. Uh, I, they, they've had some they, – they, they looked like they were heating up there for a second. all I was saying. Uh, whatever, whatever you say, Kings. All right, moving on to the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia basketball is six and fifteen, one and seven in the conference. They did beat Alabama eighty-two to seven seventy-six to get their first conference win. Highlight of the uh, year for them. What? Highlight of the year for them. Yeah, I guess so. But then followed that up by losing to Vanderbilt. So I mean, I guess it evens out. So focusing on the Bama game, it was a team effort, just like the national championship. <laughs> not to rub it in, Alabama fans. Not to rub it in. Uh, Bridges, Cook, Aquindo, and Abdul Rahim all got above 10 points. So we have four or five players there getting above 10 points. That's a good sign. I mean, if they could have that every night, they'd probably win more than one game in the conference so far. And they also had five other players scoring several points on top of that. So Georgia had less turnovers, less fouls, and 11 more free throws made. And that's the difference in the game. And that and that's, how, that's how you win in the SEC. Make more free throws, less turnovers, and have more than one score. It's, I mean, it's, it seems so simple, right? <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, that was... Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Honestly. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I'm sorry, this is, <laughs> this is a family show. I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, move on, move on. Well, well, something I want to talk about with this with this Georgia team, like you were saying, you don't feel like Tom Crean's on the way out. I, I haven't read any Georgia message boards. I haven't spent much time on there. I don't know what their fan pulse is saying. You know, if, if you're a Georgia fan listening to this podcast, please let us know. Like, what do you think about Tom Crean? He, he was very successful at Indiana. When I, when they hired him, he brought in Anthony Edwards. And I'm stuttering. I thought it was a great hire. I really did. I thought maybe he won't get Georgia to like final four level, but I thought for sure they'd be a solid SEC team competing in the top half of the conference, and that has just been the exact opposite. He has not been able to get talent in there. He's not been able to coach anybody up. It's been embarrassing, really. And um, I, I don't know. It's just, I guess it is what it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think, I don't, I wouldn't call it embarrassing. I feel like, well, no, it's, it's embarrassing. embarrassing. Um, if, if you're a Georgia fan, please let us know at around underscore SEC. That's our Twitter. Comment, send us a DM, whatever. Let us know what do you think about Tom Crane. Not Tom Crane. I'm just extremely curious just to know what Georgia fans think. As far as this upcoming week, Georgia has a very tough week as they play Arkansas and then Auburn. So I would expect probably zero and two this week. Probably zero and two. So moving on to the good news for Georgia, they've had a good three hundred sixty-five days as far as state for Georgia athletics, um, and it kind of continues as Matt Stafford goes to the Super Bowl for the first time and is the odds-on favorite with 
the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford being the number one overall draft pick from Georgia. I'm sure Georgia fans are all rooting him on. What do you think about that? Um, let's go bumholes. Yeah, see, I'm going Bengals too. Even though I do like Matt Stafford, I, I, nice. either way this happens, I'm happy for I'm happy with Matt Stafford winning. Yeah. But I'd also be just as happy. What? It'd be cool to see Joe Burrow win one. As a Titans fan, it seems a little bit. Just obviously, they're where the Titans should be right now. But you know, we have Brian Tannehill, they have Joe Burrow, and that's the difference. So not salty at all. No, he's salty. We're both salty, actually. So speaking of speaking of NFL news, just because I want to, I want to, I want to talk about this. Peyton Manning possibly buying the Broncos. I would love to see it. I love to see it. I just got me a Peyton Manning Broncos jersey, so fit right in. All right. Georgia football has hired Brian McClendon a month after he took the Miami job with uh, Mario Cristobal. Yeah, Mario Cristobal. Um, he's joining the, as the wide receivers coach for the Bulldogs, and for me, that's an A-plus hire. He's a great recruiter. He's a great developer. And he is a former wide receiver at Georgia. He's been South Carolina's offense coordinator, obviously a wide receiver coach at Miami for a very short stint. And the running back coach at Georgia um, in the past, so he has passed at Georgia. Again, he's played there. Great recruiter, great developer. The rich get richer. Sad my sadness gets sadder. Yeah. It is what it is, but that's all I have for Georgia. Let's move on to the Kentucky Wildcats. And their basketball team is on fire! 17-4 and 6-2 and in conference, also rising to fifth in the nation after an impressive week. First by handling Mississippi State at home, but then going on the road to Bog Island Fieldhouse into Kansas, who is ranked fifth in the nation at the time. And they beat them down! Beat them! Beat them! Beat them 80 to 62 in a game that wasn't close for very long. Keon Brooks dropped 27, while Oscar Tshibwe dropped 17 and 14 with, you know, on the road to another double double. I'm pretty sure he's wouldn't be surprised if he's averaging a double double. Like that would not surprise me at all. But yeah. this team, if Kentucky keeps playing like this, and this is kind of the conversation topic I want to talk about, if Kentucky keeps playing like this. If they can find this sort of consistency, because they have been, they, I mean, they blew out Tennessee, who's a good team in their own right, right? Um, if they, they've been shooting hot, hopefully they're not peaking too early, but if they can play like this consistently, is Kentucky off one of the odds-on favorites to win the national championship? Yes. It's a crying shame. Is it? Is it possible they're getting in stride too early? Yeah, because like you know, like hot streaks happen, but like, is this is this a hot streak or is this the real thing? It, that's my question. Is this sustainable? I'd say um, they have guards. I mean, this is why I think this team is really just built perfectly. When you have guards like Ty Ty Washington, Keon Brooks, Sabir Wheeler, and then you have a big man uh, with Oscar Tshiebwe, then you have the uh, just the supporting cast around that. Uh, Obi Toppin's brother, can't remember. Name and then the Kellen Grady. Their team is built so well. They have outside shooting. They have slashers. They have um, facilitators. A big man. This team is built so well, and it's insane. So I really do think this team. 
Um, right now, they're projected to be a two seed. So if they have designs on that one seed, they, I think they have to keep up. Now they do, since they are seventeen and four, six and two in conference, they have work to do if they want to get to that one seed. And that work is just not slipping up because I, I don't think any team left on their schedule can beat them or should beat them. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, definitely agreed. I think, like I said, this this team is just. You said moon pack a little bit. You were talking about this being sustainable. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just... I'm not sold on it yet for some reason. Like, yes, they're they're a very good team. I think they're very clearly the number two in the conference, but to me, it's just... It, I don't see enough there yet. A little bit of football news. Kentucky offensive line coach, Coach Eric Wolford, who joined the staff in 2021, is leaving for Alabama. This is a tough loss as continuity take it because this is their third coach in three years after. I can't remember his name. I just read um, Kentucky's old offensive line coach. Actually, I think, I think he passed away. Um, but, it, I mean, so it's not fully their fault for having to change um, offensive line coach, but they're going to have to do it again. Now, if you're losing a coach to Alabama, it means you had a good coach. It means um, you're probably going to be able to hire a new one, I would say. Um, yeah. You could say, come here, maybe you work in Alabama. I'm sure that's not a pitch, but you, you know what I'm saying. Um like I said, if Bama's hiring, he must be good. Kentucky has a lot of big men on the offensive linemen. I think it would be an attractive job for really any offensive line coach. They recruited well. The one thing is Kentucky's offensive line lost three starters this last season, um, which obviously is a big loss anytime you lose three starters anywhere, but especially on the offensive line. They got a transfer from Auburn. They're starting right tackle, I believe. So they, they still have some spots to fill there, but uh, – they, I felt they've been recruiting pretty well on the offensive line, so they should be good. They definitely can't mess up this offensive line coach. Obviously, the SEC is one in the trenches, so uh, I, I trust Mark Stoops to make the right hire here. Yeah. That's um, all I have, uh, Kentucky, if, if that's all, if, unless you want to say something. No, nah, that's all I have. Well, let's move on then, or you, we could take a break. I don't know what you want to do. Um... We can we can take a quick break real quick if you want to. All right, we'll take one more break and then we'll finish out all the rest of the team news. We'll be right back. All right. All right. Starting off this last leg of the podcast, we have. Um, who are we talking about? <laughs> Done forgot. We're, we're, we're at LSU. Um, we already finished LSU, did we not? No, we didn't. We didn't finish LSU. I'm supposed to do the teaser before we take a break. Make sure you stick around. We still have some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, some good teams, um, some good matchups, and NCAA rule change that we're going to get to when we get around Tennessee. Yeah. That relates to Tennessee, if that gives you any hint. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Um, all right, so talk about an LSU team, like we were saying earlier. Um, this is a team that has not necessarily had the luck that they were having at the beginning of the year. This is one of those teams that just has kind of hit the brakes really, really hard, losing three straight there. No, no, don't get me wrong. They lost three straight games to three good teams, then losing to TCU. And right now they are losing currently to uh, Ole Miss, but not by much. Um, update on the Alabama-Auburn game, by the way. It is currently 79-61. Auburn is winning. So uh, That's kind of gotten back away from Alabama. Yeah. As we- yeah, kind of listen as we expect. You, you kind of cut out there, Will, so that's why I uh, clarified. But um, 
like I was saying, I don't. I do see this LSU team as a very good basketball team. I think, uh, obviously, as a, as we talked about in the power rankings, like they are somewhat or right. I guess right there in the middle, six seven range. So. Um, they're very capable of beating you, and I think that they're better than their record actually shows, and I think they're better than they are uh, than where they are. Because I think they're actually a better team than Mississippi State, even though they're technically below them in the conference standings. Yeah, um, they're definitely better than Texas and They just have too much talent. This team, this team I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a team that like sneaks into the – not necessarily sneaks in, but – isn't barely highly seeded in the NCAA tournament, but ends up making a run. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely. A popular upset pick for sure. Is it? Is it? I don't know where they're seated right now. I, like I would assume they're somewhere in the tournament. I can't remember what the record is, but um, I haven't looked honestly. We'll have to look a little bit closer whenever we. Um... I want to talk about uh, Brian Kelly. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm sure you saw he has another... Uh, Cringy video. Yeah, I saw it. Cringe all you and, want. The dude's actually kind of doing really well. And look, I'm, 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 I'm proud of this. Look, I think Brian Kelly's a good coach. I think he'll succeed. Maybe even win national championship at LSU. Whatever. His family... Uh, man, he's getting a little too close. <laughs> man, man was like, pull the hole. On his <laughs> <brain>. <laughs> Give me some. Uh, I mean, hey, if the players like it, I feel like the same players' age, so I would know what they like, and I would say, hey, I don't know. But, uh, you know, hey, whatever the players like, that, you know, that's their prerogative. It's, I would yeah, not but... want a um, 50, 60 year old man on my hole. Um, you know, I'm just not, not down with that, but hey, but it, you know, it's what it is. I like what they like. Twenty twenty two. Not here to discriminate. Uh, discriminate, but uh, I will discriminate here and say that I'm in total agreement with you. Um, no pole to hole action for me. That I am it's a hard pass. Yeah, Dude, I, I, I know we kind of need to hurry up here, but uh, as I was leaving the Titans game, there was this kid like my age, and don't get me wrong, it was packed, but it wasn't that packed leaving the stadium. And this kid was like on my butt. Straight up pull the whole act, and I'm just turning around like, dude, what? Like, no one it, again. You're leaving a football playoff football game that's packed, but it's not like it, it, people are shoving. There should be room. There's room between everybody. This kid is just like on my ass. I'm like, what are you doing? Anyways, that that's like that's bothered me for two weeks. But go, we can move on to Mississippi State. <laughs> that made you think. Did you bring it up just to talk about that? No, but it, it definitely reminded me about it. <laughs> You're fucking ridiculous. Anyways, so let's talk a little bit about this Mississippi State team. 14 and 7 on the season, currently fourth in the SEC. I don't think I think that is a little bit better than where they actually are talent-wise and skill-wise. I think that they are much worse than four, but that's just my opinion. Um I would like to hear a little bit about yours on this, uh, on, or on that specifically. Mississippi State is another 
another team that I would love to know. I would love to poll the fan base. And again, if you're a Mississippi State fan, send us on Twitter, DM, whatever. What is your opinion on Ben Hound? I like Ben Hound. I think he's the solid coach. Mississippi State has been thoroughly average for the past like two, three years, I think. They've been good enough to beat near the top tier of the SEC, but not good enough to win nearly consistent enough to make the tournament. Uh, I don't know. It's like he's just good enough not to get fired. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's where I think he is. and That's got to be frustrating for Mississippi State fans. It really does. I mean, that's, I... that's my only opinion on Mississippi State. Uh, for Mississippi State plan, please say, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they, they look at him in a totally different way. Maybe some of them are completely out on him. Maybe some are thinking he's the best thing to slice bread. You just need uh, one more one more player, and that may be true too. So um, I, I'd love to know. Mm. I I can't imagine that they're out. Honestly, I I I haven't heard anything or seen anything that would lead me to believe that they are. Um, talking about their schedule coming up, they don't have it easy. Um, so this probably may not this may not be the best time to ask that question here within the last week. Uh, playing Arkansas, Tennessee, and LSU this week. So, I mean, again, winnable games there, but uh, it's, it's going to be tough. Ain't going to be easy. Ain't going to be easy. Nobody says it's going to be easy. All right, do you have anything else for Mississippi State? I don't. All right, let's move on to Missouri. Missouri basketball, 8-12, two inviting conference. Tons of ball coming to an end, let's be honest. Uh, they lost both games last week to Iowa State and then lost to Auburn, obviously. Almost beat Auburn. <laughs> that was beat Auburn. <laughs> they did. That they I did. Believe, I believe they had him at home, 55 54. Game was kind of close. Held Jabari Smith to five points. Almost beat him. I don't know what But the fact is, they had this team's garbage. Uh, they play. I, I forgot who they played this week, but I'm sure they're going to lose that game, too. Football news, though, for Missouri, which I think is more intriguing. I feel like Missouri fans have kind of checked out of basketball. Former Auburn defensive lineman Ian Matthews commits to Missouri along with former Buffalo tight end Tyler Stevens. Ian Matthews was a three-star, slightly undersized, I would say, defensive lineman from Georgia. He has the potential to put on more weight, but to this point, from what I've seen, seen he hasn't. He's still young. He does have potential, just up to whoever their defensive line coach is to find it. I know they hired a new one. Can't remember who it was, though. Now, I don't understand the Tyler Stevens move from Missouri. Usually when you see a kid from a school like Buffalo go to the SEC, his stats were like amazing. He put up a lot of um, points. He wasn't highly recruited, but he was a jet. Tyler Stevens sat out all of his first year, redshirted for no other reason than he couldn't get on the field last year. This year, he had 15 catches, 157 yards, and one touchdown. Those are the stats of a guy that sounds like he was on Missouri and is transferring to Buffalo, not a guy that was on Buffalo and is now trying to play in Missouri. I don't understand this. Move that doesn't make sense to you. It does it make sense to you? A guy at Buffalo who's a true freshman had 15 catches for 157 yards, basically nothing in one touchdown. He's... Below average at Buffalo. Now he's going to the SEC and said that's going to work out. Now, you know, I could completely eat my words here, but, you know, I, I don't see it. No, I mean, I, I get it. I just, I think, there's a, look at Joe Burrow, man. Okay, that's a little bit different. <laughs> Is it, though? One guy's transferring 
from Ohio State to LSU, one guy's transferring from Buffalo. It's one thing not to produce at Ohio State. It's one thing not to produce at Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> moving, on. All right, moving on to the Ole Miss Rebels. I'll let you take it forward. Sadly, we don't have Pat here. Yeah. This is almost my favorite part of the podcast. Well, the Ole Miss Rebels suck. Um, <laughs> uh, and 11 and 10, uh, I think they're much worse than that record says. No real consistency from this team, in my opinion. I, I think that this is – they're definitely I, – I still like their coach. I just – I'm not sure what to I – love, I love me some Kermit Davis – but I think he has to go. Yeah. I, love, I, he I just don't think it's working. I was a home run higher for Ole Miss. But let's be honest, it's not working out. Got to move on. Yeah. You got, at this point, it's it's not really a question anymore. I agree. It's it's just time to move on. So. Yeah. Um, let's. I mean, there, there's not much more, more to say. They play. Uh, they're playing LSU right now. And they're beating LSU, which is good. But the sixty-nine to sixty-two right now. Okay, so let's just try to come up a little bit. Well, how much time's left? Uh, about two minutes. Okay. Well, more than likely they're going to hold on there. So that is a good win for Ole Miss. But I mean, that doesn't really change my opinion on this team. They're just not very good, and uh, they've had most several years now to uh, improve, and they just haven't. So time to move on for Kermit Davis. I, uh, Lane Kiffin uh, making more noise. Did you see his comments about Texas a I did not know. Uh, what did no, it? He, he said, he, you know, obviously, Lane Kevin's comments are always fun to talk about. He was, when asked about, or I don't know if he was asked, or maybe he just said this off the top rope, which would not surprise me. Um, he's talking about how each team now with the NIL has a salary cap. And if everybody's working in the salary cap, then Texas A&M and Texas must be in the luxury tax. <laughs> he didn't actually say that, did he? No, he said it, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm surprised he got away. I, I'd be surprised. I would. I would be surprised if he doesn't. If there's not some form of repercussion for that. I mean, no. I don't think there's anything that says we can't say that. Who's gonna find him? Not this. See, I doubt it. I mean, if so, it's probably nothing. Probably under the table. But I, I don't know. I just I find that very funny. Yeah, because let's be honest, Texas A&M is unloading the bag right now. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Their boosters are definitely shelling out some cash. Uh, yeah, but, but that's why Jimbo's stayed in instead of LSU. I'm just kidding. He wasn't going to go to LSU. But moving on to South Carolina. South Carolina is 13-8, and 4-5 and in conference. They went 2-0 and last week, which put them on a three-game win streak. They were playing uh, they were playing the bottom of the SEC in those games, except Texas A&M, so there's no marquee wins. But for a team that... I don't think is very good. Something to be excited about to go on any sort of win streak. Uh, they did play a game against Mississippi State tonight, another middle of the road team, and sadly that win streak had to come to come to an end. They lost seventy eight sixty four. The game was over before it really even started. Mississippi State got up to a forty five to twenty three lead at halftime. The game got played a little bit, a little bit better in the second half, but it wasn't enough. James Reese and Devin Carter were the only two players above ten points. This team just lacks playmakers. It, it just lacks playmakers. And again, it's another uh, 
they are better than they were last year, and I thought they should have fired Frank Martin last year as much as I love Frank Martin the person. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, is South Carolina just good enough that they'll bring back Frank Martin one more year? Um, <laughs> Do you think that they're? Do you think they're self-aware enough to know that how poor of an idea that is? To bring it back. Yeah. My question is: Do do they care about basketball enough? The South Carolina, like, I mean, do they do they care about basketball enough to fire um, Frank Martin? I would say yes. And if they do, I, I think they should fire Frank Martin. He, he obviously took them to a Final Four and in 2017, but hasn't made the tournament since. It's, really it's, not, it's not working. It's time to move on. Like, yeah, it's been five years since you've been to the tournament, and you've gotten, you're, you're, you're just garbage. And I, They're not bottom of the SEC this year, but they're still bottom half, and they no real signs of getting any better. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, just... Fact of life, they're just not doing what they need to do. The football news we have is Randrakis Davis, South Carolina football player, wide receiver. I believe he's a wide receiver. Is is retiring from football. He noted that he had eight surgeries since he's been in college and it was taking a toll on his body. He said he wants to live a normal life. Uh, From what I can tell, it doesn't hurt the Gamecocks. I don't think he played last season. I think he opted out basically before the season. He kind of been planning on retiring, but I guess hadn't done it yet for whatever reason. So he announced that. It doesn't really hurt the game talks, but it's worth noting. Moving on to the Tennessee Volunteers, and here's the NCAA rule changes that I have been teasing the whole time. And I think this is really interesting and really needed. I want to know your thoughts. So, the NCAA is proposing and talking about making a rule that would not necessarily stop, but try and take away faking injuries. Huh. How would how would this be? This is something that I'm curious to see how this would be enforced. I'm I'm curious. Um, They haven't put specifics on how it would be enforced. I would say the best way to do it is a player goes down and they come out of the game. They stop the game. It either takes away a timeout, which I think is going to takes away a timeout for the team, or or maybe just in certain situations, or. I think the more likely thing is the player's going to come out for a certain amount of plays, whether that's five or ten. Or I think just the most likely solution is they're out for the rest of the drive. Oh, see that that would work. That would work pretty. That would work pretty well. I think that's going to end up being what it is. Either, either the coach has to call the timeout and the player come back in, or they're going to be out for the rest of the drive. I think that's going to be the solution that they're going to come to a conclusion on. And that's going to help Tennessee. This is why I waited to for to talk about it with Tennessee to talk about it. It's because Tennessee's offense obviously is so high. Um, it, it goes so fast that teams would – you saw Ole Miss. You saw Kentucky do it. You saw Purdue do it. You saw a lot of teams do it where a player just points to the sideline, sits down on one knee, stops the game, and the team gets a free timeout. I think that changed the – result of the Tennessee Ole Miss game. Tennessee probably beats Ole Miss if Lane Kiffin doesn't send 30 players to do fake injuries in that game because it consistently stopped Tennessee's momentum. And don't get me wrong, this rule change is not going to fully take it out of the game. I I don't think it will. But it's going to 
It's going to make a difference. It's, it's going to make a difference because, I mean, it, unless you just willingly put a backup in the game, which hurts your defense to go sit down, then a starter on your defense will be out the rest of the drive. That, I mean, that is going to Now, if the there's a timeout called, would that change? Would that change what things? Like if there's a if there's a timeout called during the drive, would that change it for you? Like would that be acceptable? Yeah, the player. I, should, I would say the player should be able to come back because I mean that's right. I mean if if you call a timeout, that's a, you can sub in your whole defense like that, right? Yeah. I think another stipulation they should make about this is if a player goes down with an injury, the rest of the defense can't make any other substitutions except that one player. Because that's another thing Ole Miss was able to do is. Will's not salty at all, by the way. After, after second down, a player goes down, stops the game, gives them time to game play, but not only it allows them time to put in a third down package. Right? They they put they put in a whole new personnel. But, I mean, and that's a big deal. Yeah. So I, I think the re- and the reason I waited for Tennessee because I think this makes it a huge difference and it helps their offense obviously from really just kind of a scumbag thing that I think coaches do. Um, and I'm, I, mean, I will admit that Tennessee did it, it itself. I, it, I think Tennessee really only ever did it when teams started doing it to them. I mean, obviously, you're not going to play at a competitive disadvantage if one team's doing it. But the other team, then, I mean, we have to do it, right? It only makes sense. So, yep. uh, yeah, I think that obviously faking injuries is really a mockery of the game. So, uh, um, hopefully, they can find an effective rule for this for sure. I'm sure they can. Yeah. As far as Tennessee basketball, um, in the past week they've had games against Florida, which they won, Texas, and they lost a heartbreaker. And the Texas A&M tonight, they won. They just kind of controlled the Texas A&M game all game long. For the Florida game, they were behind early, but were able to eat that one out. But the Texas game is the one I want to talk about. Two of the top defenses in the nation or somewhere top, somewhere in the dime. I don't know if it's 1-2 or anything. But a 51-50 to game. Tennessee was down 14 or 17 points with five minutes left, and Tennessee goes on a 16-0 run, ties the game at 50. Um, Texas gets a free throw on a questionable foul call, if you ask me. But Tennessee draws up a perfect play for Josiah Jones, for Josiah Jordan James, and he just doinks it right at the buzzer. Tennessee loses to Texas. It is what it is. So that's my Tennessee basketball thing. They're 15-6, and 6-3 six, six and three in the conference. Third in the conference, so um, yeah, that's Tennessee basketball. I think I think Tennessee basketball is pretty good. They have they have they're inconsistent. They need to find a playmaker that can go to the basket at any point when they really need it. But besides that, I think Tennessee's a pretty good basketball team. Um, I mean y'all are good. There's no question about that. I just. I don't even know. I think you just said that to boost your own ego. If you ask me. <laughs> Said, yeah, Tennessee's a good team. No crap, they're a good team. It was never a question of whether they were a good team or not. Well, well, you know, as far as in the fan base, where we kind of having that our internal discussions, like is this team good? Is it, you know, is it like right now? I think most Tennessee fans expect in the tournament not to get out the first weekend. Tennessee, I think we projected somewhere around the four seed, maybe five seed. Now, if we lost to Texas, Tennessee fans expect to be bounced in the round of sixty-four, round of thirty-two. Hmm. So, y'all, y'all, 
You see, y'all have healthy expectations. I, I, I don't know if that's healthy, but you know, whatever. Um, the only other thing for Tennessee is Tennessee is the, one of the only teams, if not the only, I know at least the only in the SEC to return all 10 coaches on the coaching staff. Really? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, continuity, that's been one thing Tennessee has been very badly missing. Let's move on to Texas A&M. Let's do so. Um, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, sorry, I couldn't. For some reason, my uh, screen had shut off, but we're still here. We're good. Uh, Texas A&M, 15-7 on the season. Uh, eighth in the SEC right now. Um, on a pretty hefty losing streak. Um, now, granted, those teams that they lost to have been Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So you can't really fault them too much for that. I think the only one you can really look at and say, eh, would probably just be the South Carolina loss. Um, this Texas A&M team doesn't have it going any easier in the future. Looking at playing uh, LSU next, then Auburn, then Florida, who I think they could very easily lose to because I do have, like I said, in the powering, because those two are interchangeable for me, so I could see that happening. Um, but, like I said, just not in great shape for this team right now. I, I think they're okay. I really think Texas a and is okay. Now, now, I think they're still kind of in the building process with Buzz Peterson, but I think they're on the road to being a competitive team in the SEC. They need more scoring options right now. Yeah, that, that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. It would. It would. Um, and I think, like you say, it, that that is also part of it, though, just not having enough almost ever, it feels like, to really do something special with this team. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I, I didn't hear you. I was like, did he leave? What in the world am I talking to myself? Sorry about that. You know, just see ya. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I, honestly, I just don't have much to say about this team other than I just I don't see their season ending well. They don't have an easy schedule down the road. Um, I say probably looking at a just a middle of the road team, being a middle of the road team, not expecting too much, not doing too much. So their overall record is not like the worst, but I think they're a thoroughly average team this year, which. Compared to past years, is successful, right? The past years, they haven't been like that. Yeah. It feels like in the past years, they've been more so... Uh, what's the word for it? I guess stagnant? Like, like even last year, they, like they just kind of gave up on everything. And this year, I guess the difference is that they... Don't have COVID as an excuse, so they can't. They at least have to try, you know. Yeah. Is that all? Okay. Well, I guess I guess that's all I have to say about Texas A&M. To be honest, there's just. I just don't have much to say about Texas A&M. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat, unfortunately. All right. Well, anyway. Vanderbilt sucks. That's all I got for Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt is not very good, no. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's all we have to talk about for this week. Obviously, um, thank you guys for listening in. It has been incredibly fun for us. 
Um, obviously, we will get back to some uh, semblance of normalcy. Um, hopefully next week when we can get uh, hopefully all three of us together. Um, I'll plan a little bit better. Will will plan a little bit better, and I'll uh, make, we'll make sure Pat plans perfect, a little bit better. You know, yeah, you know, huh? I'm pretty much perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> we will talk at you next week. If you have any suggestions for us or anything that you want to talk about us, us to talk about, make sure you let us know at around un- underscore SEC on Twitter. We will be happy to reply to you. Like, comment, and we will definitely try and figure it out a uh, way to. to implement what you said into the podcast so um don't forget to leave a a like rate or a five-star rating on apple podcast and uh, yeah that's pretty much all i have to say um thank you so much we'll talk at you next week